0: welcome to episode 27 of the pit box podcast we're back again we got well nearly the full crew it's just all the guys today no Mary this time but this episode is actually kind of similar to the last one so you know how before we talked about different racing experiences well this time someone in particular here had the chance to go to the f1 spa weekend i know you might see the lewis hats in the back. Well, actually, no, it's just one, because, you know, it's the color of a highlighter and whatnot. But Gartrell is the one that made the trip to Belgium. So, Gartrell, let us know what it's like to go to arguably the best venue for F1 race, or shoot, almost any race in general.
1: It's funny that you say um, arguably the best venue, because, feel like I had a very different experience than probably what you saw on F1 TV live (laughs) because it is it it's an understatement it's like there's a lot of emotions coming in when you like when you first get there because it's just like whoa I'm at this like you know iconic place but there is so much going on all the time every single place on the track that it's like a full-time like gotta be awake gotta be alert and like also like knowing what's going on um like as soon as you walk into the venue there's just like hundreds of people like in like like a like a large area and they're all just trying to you know get like do like the the, the pit stop challenge where you could like be, like make a pit crew and like see if you can change tires faster than ferrari or you know and i i joke you know <laughs> i think everybody oh, that, yeah team yeah. oh, no. but uh, um yeah there's that and there's um you know displays of like heritage so there was the the mercedes uh amg 1 was there alongside uh lewis's car uh one of or model of his car um as well as like uh, some other you know interesting things shops obviously for all your favorite drivers and teams and then food and everything um and the track is actually so so much larger than you think and it makes so much sense why there's only 44 laps in that circuit as compared to like every other circuit there is and it's because it is huge and i've walked it so i can tell you with certainty that that track is extremely long um and has so many to, like you don't you don't you don't get a an appreciation for like how the track actually is until you've actually seen what it's like like you would think the Kimmel Strait is flat that is a hill <laughs> like and it, it makes so much like it makes so much sense when you when you when you get there like all the things you see and the sounds you here and why things are happening it's, it's 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 just crazy it's it was a lot to take in when I first when I first pulled up there
0: and if if I'm correct like you've never been to a race before right so this is your first time no
1: yeah this was my first
0: Formula One race which was well, a pretty interesting well, one so you I like I go race through. in general this is your first time right oh yeah yeah uh yeah I think yeah that it would be yes I don't think I've yeah. seen anything else.
1: Professional, unless it was, like, Formula D or something, if you count that, but not really.
0: So. Well, it, it's, it's an event for sure, but yeah. different different concept. Uh, But, you know, in terms of, like, traditional circuit racing, if that's your no, yeah. one, that's setting the bar pretty high. Super high. <laughs> yeah. Super it's high. Downhill from here. Cool.
2: <laughs> 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 yep.
1: Yeah, it'll just be more expensive races and probably on the U.S. side of uh, of F1, but we'll see. You never know.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, well, it'll it'll be downhill until you know we get you six hours to the Glen and we get you in the car for a hundred dollars. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that's different.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's cool honestly, sure. Danny, it's
1: a it's a big business there. I cannot explain to you like what it was like like oh i could try at least so like the first thing is i got there i was like shit i didn't eat anything i need to eat now like and they have food there for you but it's like not a traditional way of of, uh, of purchasing food they make you fill up a card so they so they issue a card that costs money right and then you fill up the card and the card does not equal one to one so it's like if you want 30 little points like you have to pay like 50 dollars so you pay 50 euros for 30 points and then you take your points and be able to spend that um anywhere there's a food stand so it's like you go there's like a sausage stand a hot dog stand or whatever or fries or burger or cheeseburger or whatever whatever you want beer they'll like charge you like like four or points and they go pretty quickly so you will definitely be like reloading multiple times throughout the weekend um, it's big business, big business and then like obviously they have all the gear there um and they're definitely charging a premium because like you can get most of the stuff on the f1store.com with a discount deliver it and yes it will take a little longer but you will definitely not be paying what you pay you know at those at those stands and so is f1 a business Hundred percent. Is it all about the money? Probably. I'm not gonna lie. After experiencing that weekend, like you can easily spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars just being there for a couple days. So.
2: Yeah, I wanted to ask you too, because like speaking of the whole business aspect
1: of it, it seemed like the one place they may have been lacking was the lo- like transportation logistics. Like, like I saw your IG and you parked and then walked like through a forest to get. Oh to- yeah. <laughs> yeah so there's no parking for the circuit well there is parking for the circuit but it's like you pay a premium to be able to park there um Mm -hmm. and it's on asphalt and it's like quite close to the track actually right by the pit lane straight if I remember correctly um behind it um and a lot of people with like money will be there so like I walk by you know you see an AMG GTR ferrari's and stuff like park there because that's the people who have money and can get to those places and the logistics for you to get into that parking space to that parking lot is way better than you know where i where i parked for my weekend i paid 16 uh, euros each day and that was you have to buy it in advance um and that's just like yellow parking so when i got to the venues first off it's it's the line it starts on the highway <laughs> so like i'm driving i had a oh. ride I get off the highway and I was like oh geez like this like exit is like way back so I'm like fuck this I'm going up to the front <laughs> <back."> so <laughs> I go and cut somebody off of my fiat and then um uh you know after you get past it it gets moving a little bit and then you make a left like I've made a turn and then I went down this windy road and it was cows and bulls and stuff all on my left-hand side like farms and you just come out and then there's a person just waving you like this field, this field and like this way though, you go in there, it's like a steep cliff, I handbrake all the way up. And then it's like a solid, almost mile trek to the, just to get to the track, maybe even longer. And it's uphill for most of the, for a little part of it. And then downhill when you're on your way to the track. And then it's like the longest walk of your life uphill. <laughs> and And then, <laughs> to your car it's a pretty treacherous terrain so if you can imagine what I've walked through is kind of like like kind of like hiking quite literally like you're going up pretty high high elevation and you're kind of in the mountains so to speak already Belgium is a very hilly like hilly slash mountainous like terrain as it is um so you can translate that kind of to uh what the drivers experience when they're on circuit and if you've ever played the games it's like quite a change in elevation that you can definitely tell definitely would
2: you um would you suggest to people that they wore certain things in preparation for Uh, that hike like is it dirty like is it (laughs) (laughs) off-road like should they bring boots should they bring like cargo pants with a backpack like tell us what tell us the things that you would need to be prepared on a day like that You know, where you're going to the track, you're gonna be there all day. What are some things
1: that people should bring with them? Yeah, that's (laughs) a great, great fucking question because I'll tell you what I wore and what I should (laughs) what I was watching, other people some people wore kind of what what I wore, but I feel like some people actually had been to races before and understood what they should actually be wearing. I wore on my first day Yeezy seven hundreds with (laughs)
2: With oh, no. uh, with
1: uh with like G Star slim fit jeans and a, a, a black tee and my my polo and stuff for uh, rookie
0: mistake for uh, F one. Damn. Yes, man. I did bring my not umbrella, the though. Yeezys not in stupid. the mud. Rookie mistake. I like, Shorts, I, I, sweatpants, less than hundred dollars <laughs> shoes. <laughs> no, you want yeah.
1: what you need, to, what you need to have, right? Tell them. Tell him. You can have. Long pants are fine because, uh, the temperature actually in uh, for that time of year and that race, typically Belgium is uh, a cooler country. It doesn't really usually get too hot. They had a hot year this year actually, um, by standards. And so, you it's actually quite chilly. It was raining for, it was raining. It was like drizzling, such so misting, and a little bit of rain on. Both Friday and Saturday, if you remember correctly from the race, um, or even before the race, like it'll, it'll clear it will it cleared up or something like that. But it was kind of chilly, so like having a jacket and having an umbrella or a raincoat is definitely something you should bring. Always have a backpack. I brought my backpack every single day. Always have charging gear on you. You want to have wires outlets if you can there's not a lot of outlets but if you find one you know you obviously you can use it and you definitely want either one or multiple portable chargers because you're using your phone for most of the day and obviously you know taking videos taking pictures right maybe you're talking to people whatever the case may be but it's quite easy for you know your battery to die in the middle of the woods and no one's going to be able to help you they do have they do rent you charging like portable chargers but that's a hassle to Leave wherever you are on the track to go back to the start of the track just to get it's like right by a roach is is like uh is like where most of this stuff is, right? So it's 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 pretty you got to be prepared for sure. Don't go there thinking that oh, like I'm just pulling up to this thing, it's gonna be so nice. So nice. <laughs> no, you're, you're gonna be if you are in anything but a grandstand, so let's just say GA or you don't plan to stay in your grandstand, you plan to walk the track and sit at different points, which you are perfectly capable of doing, you will be sitting in the dirt. You will be standing for long periods of time. You will be walking very long distances, uphill and downhill. So I would also probably recommend you bring like a blanket or something to sit on. Um, If you can, definitely bring like a short chair. If you can, like one of those little tiny, like foldable chairs that you can like throw onto your or into your backpack. Something because it's like the, the GA is like quite, it's like just a hillside, there's nothing there. There's like it's just dirt, rocks, organic, you sit where you said an organic yeah, experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you're
1: not in a grandstand, you are sitting on the ground. <laughs> so, uh-huh. you definitely want to do that. Um,
2: all right, so uh, so real quick, and definitely get so there guess- early,
1: definitely get there early. You want to be there like for every fucking person because. If you are in general admission, you want to sit in the best spot. Obviously, you want to find a really good spot and be as close as you possibly can to the race. And so people are camping out already. So they're going to beat you if you're not staying there. So your job is to get there before all the people that are driving into this place or bussing into this place get there. So you got to just eat it and leave early and get there. Gotcha. Okay,
2: so I guess to kind of consolidate the list, uh, bring some type of walking shoes, hiking capable, off-road capable, bring yeah. a backpack, right? On In the backpack, bring portable chargers, multiple if possible, obviously is beneficial, especially if it's you and more than one person. Um, I guess some snacks, like water bottle of water maybe. Um, yeah. Like Gartrell maybe, said. and throw some an umbrella. away,
1: but usually they are good about it.
2: Right, bring an umbrella, of course, with you yeah. just in case. Like Garcelle also said, um, a, a portable chair is definitely useful, especially if you can have a lightweight version, because obviously you're gonna be walking a lot, so you don't want to be lugging around big, big you one, know, yeah. heavy, heavy things. Cool.
0: Yep. Cool. Well, let's oh, yeah. let's talk about how much the tickets were, like what you paid oh. is what you know they were supposed to be before they were marked up.
1: Well, in total. What I've spent I think was a third of a Miami Grand Prix ticket, actually. <laughs> was, which is pretty good. But everything all things considered, right? Like Miami is like fifteen hundred for like the lowest tier, I think, or something like that, right? Um and I don't even know if that was for three days. But um for a fake I marina spent, Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, for a fake marina. <laughs> um <laughs> I um I spent I believe it was it was about like 350 for the general admission ticket. Um and that's um for a one day pass and that's after the fact on the ticket is 115 euro if you get it right away. So that's one day, 115 euro unlimited access to the track, as well, but you will be sitting pretty much on the ground or standing wherever you can find standing room um and for the Aroge pass for friday and saturday those are actually a lot cheaper than um you would think um a lot of people don't come on friday and saturday actually the majority of people do come on sunday but it is still quite packed um at all times like if when they say sold out it definitely feels sold out like 300 Thousand people is not a drop in the bucket at any track doesn't matter how big it is um i think i spent about 250 to 300 bucks on that weekend for the friday and saturday for a and that was total i guess what you do the maths 500 600 ish dollars so not bad, honestly. I think like you know one bad grand ticket, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. But the thing that the thing that gets you isn't even the ticket price itself. It's all the stuff you do while you're at the track. Like, yeah, the money you spend while you're there. Yeah, it's like you want to buy food, and you're gonna get hungry often, and you want water or you want beer or whatever. You're gonna spend money, and it's gonna easily cost you, you know, another. I would say for the weekend, maybe like. 250 300 if you're like conservative right and that's like and i'm not conservative that's like if you just like you know kind of eat how you feel and you, you know not really caring i think you can definitely get away with paying less for food during during the weekend and then there's obviously the shops and you know you want your favorite driver's gear and stuff that you can't get while you're not when when it's like you know you're not at the race which is like i got some racing point things they don't sell that anymore. Like <laughs> you can't find that Renault, Williams, and stuff like that. They had that there. So you know, you see things and you're just like, oh, where am I gonna see that again? And then you buy and it's like a hundred bucks. So that's the type of things that really cost the real money. It's just like, you know, those souvenir type aspect things.
2: Yeah, I could see the I could definitely see the similarities because uh, you know, mm-hmm. when me and when me and Steve went to Watkins Glen, I mean, you know, of course to go to the actual race was about a hundred dollars or so. Right. But it's what you spend when you're there. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, we were buying a bunch of bottles of water, bottles of water at the track are like, you know, $4 or more depending on where you are. And, mm-hmm. um and food is obviously more expensive also. And then like Garchel said, you want to buy the souvenirs. So we're spending money on t-shirts, posters, you know, Collection collection items, so you definitely want to bring. What what would you say would be a good amount for people to bring, uh Gartrell? Like if they're gonna go for you know two days, and you know they they want to they want to drink and they want to eat and maybe buy a souvenir or two.
1: Like what would be a good number? So the weekend, if if you're doing a full weekend, food and only a couple. Like I'm talking like maybe one or two things. Um. Mm-hmm depending on what you're gonna buy like I don't know if you go with the highest it's kind of on like 200 for like those souvenirs and jackets and stuff um, right but um I would say a solid number to bring is just kind of like match that ticket I would bring like 500 bucks just you know be safe and honestly you probably won't spend it all if you're a person who just isn't going big on like souvenirs because that's the real money maker there like right you know it's easily a hundred and hundred or so dollars for a polo 150 for like a jacket 200 bucks for the next highest of jacket and so on and so forth so that's like the big ticket items if you're like oh look, I can you do with like a hat like you know you might spend right. like 60 or 70 bucks or something like that and then the food and whatnot you know what i mean so it, it, it's, okay. it's at your discretion but i think i think a solid 500 bucks um would be good and obviously you know it depends on where you are too if you're in the states it's going to be probably m- more expensive than if you were anywhere else in the world for formula one maybe minus like singapore abu dhabi and like those other big huge races where it's like rich countries but you know um yeah like if you go to like you know and maybe gbpl also so silver stuff sorry getting too into it but you get what i'm saying like if you're in a place that takes euros it's kind of like one for one for your dollar and they usually don't Pass you over the head when it comes to like prices on things,
0: but you still expect to spend some some coin. You know, yeah. one thing I will say, uh, <laughs> the ticket is relatively good value, especially for that weekend in particular because you also get Formula 2 and Formula 3 racing as well, as well as Porsche Super Cup because, you know, when, once they leave Europe, uh, F2 and F3 don't really follow like they mainly stay in europe and super cup also stays in europe uh w series is like the only one that bounces around from continent to continent with them so how did you like seeing the junior series as well
1: it was interesting to see i think it definitely sets a slight uh pace difference and also just interest in in in, um in the sport like it's kind of like watching the g league and then you know the nba finals kind of (laughs) if that makes more sense it's like um it was interesting seeing the pace of the cars people kind of were a little disinterested like they wouldn't be like piled up in certain places to see the cars like doing anything unless it was like the feature race or the sprint race that was a sprint race weekend for f2 and for
0: F three. It's the same um, it's the same setup for both. So they, they always do the sprint race the first day, yeah. future race the next day.
1: Right. And so we saw so the, the races are what people like to watch a little bit more. Um, practice, quality, anything like that. It's except for F one quality. Obviously, you know, it's not like a huge production, but you get to see the cars going at speed, you know that's close to speed and you can hear the difference in the cars. You see the difference in the cars and ultimately see the pace difference in the cars and formula one is just on like a whole other level. Um, I enjoy watching it. I think it was definitely interesting to see the different types of like the different cars and also different, you know, caliber of racers that were there from all the way from F3 to Porsche Cup to F1. And, um, you can really tell like why <laughs> F1 is F1 and how, why they are actually that good. Um, I, there was a couple of crashes, I think, uh, for like F2, F3 on that circuit. And like the control that the F1 driver showed, especially like in uh, P3, I think it was, it was still, the track was still drying up and, you know, it's, it's it's noticeable. And it was really cool, honestly. I think, when do you really get to see Porsche Cup? Like, like it's kind of hard to ever see it besides like as you said on like f1 tv or some streaming service it was nice it's some perspective so to speak yeah so i think my last question too because you had mentioned you walked the whole track right yeah most of it they didn't let me down the pit lane straight uh yeah i did walk the whole thing i didn't i didn't walk the whole thing on the track so is there any part of the track, I almost want to exclude Arouche just because it's it speaks for itself in that case, but any part of the track that you saw where like in person you looked at it and went, whoa, this is different. Like I did not expect it to look like this. Yeah. Um I would say Speed Corner and Lacombe. And uh like, I didn't like, like in the game I played, like I didn't realize how much of a downhill slope speed corner actually is, and like why it's called speed corner. Like <laughs> they're moving when they take Lacombe and then come out and into the uh, um into the speed corner down that street. Um, and you really got to get it right because you see the cars hit the limit right after Street Corner. And if you don't get it right, I took a video actually, I'm pretty sure Ricardo went too deep and he clipped the gravel hard. And I was like, wow, like, that's what happens when you're, you know, a fraction of a second off turning in or, you know, coming in too high or, you know, wrong gear, whatever the case may be. Like, it's just tough. And also the speed at which they take the corner was like pretty eye-opening. Um, I remember being in Quali on right by Lacombe. So they would come around, you go up the Kimmel Strait, if, if you know the circuit, around Mako Corner, um, which is like the hard right, and then you do a left and then down into Lacombe. The speed at which they're going is at least like 100 and change into the turn. And so you see them like zoom by and then hit the corner so hard it's like you, won't, you would miss them if you are just like, not paying attention for, like, a second or less than a second. You look this way and look back, he's already down into Speed Corner. So it's, like, it was It was wow. pretty interesting to see, like, in person. As well as, honestly, the Kimmel Street. I did not expect that to be as uphill as it actually was. If you're standing at the top in a ramble corner looking down the Kimmel Street as the cars are coming up, you see them inclining. Whereas if you saw it from any other perspective, which is, like, the driver's perspective, it looks like they're on a flat hill or flat plane going that straight or even if you were looking at it from the side looking down it looks like they're flat going straight but you can see is an incline up so actually that's part of the reason why i would think you know they don't hit higher top speeds on that straight like usually like some 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 uh like in baku i'm pretty sure you can definitely see them hitting like 200 and 200 plus they hit around like 180 190 during down the straight, and that's because they're fighting gravity and you don't realize that until you're on the track seeing that like the elevation changes and like how things are sloped and everything. It's, it's pretty,
0: pretty wild. Yeah. Were you able to walk all the way around to like Blanchemont also? So
1: my walk started at roche That's where you come in. You come in at Arosh. Like you're walking down the hill before you even get into the, the, the track you can see a rose from that hill so like you're looking at it and you can see the cars and the grandstand and as you walk down into the venue wow. you, you start there and then you can go two ways and one is down uh, up the rose which is the steep hill uh, it's like if you're looking down it's at least the elevation change is so more drastic than you think it's like cars do it and you see them take that at such a high speed and it's like whoa and then you walk and you're like wow this is like a proper hill and if you've ever seen the Man, videos steep. where they just like leave something there and it rolls down it's not a joke that thing is steep as hell um so you go up there down the Kimmel down up to the Kimmel straight Radeon down the Kimmel straight Macomb is the curve speed corner down and I don't know the names of these corners but I did on track walk from the end of speed corner like down that street all the way down to um, the pit lane street where they blocked you off and then you had to like leave the actual track uh, like up um, onto like the walkway and then I walked up into the source and then down and I started at the wow. source the other day and came from the source down all the way up to erosion which is a long trek as so well so you as literally walk really the high track. change. yeah it's it's so far. It's like six, five, six miles, something like that, on the outside, not even the track length, because right. you're walking more distance than the actual track length. So it was it was pretty crazy. And La Source is a big hill, too. That's not, a, like, yeah. this pit lane straight is on an uphill, and then they go around, and then down. It's like a big, it's, it, it doesn't do it justice, honestly, to see it in, like, pictures and, and play the game. Like, I feel like it's totally different being there and, like, seeing these crazy elevation changes, which makes the track just that much more challenging. It's like a roller coaster quite literally.
0: It's it's always like that though. Like the the things don't do the elevation the same amount of justice, even you know, always watching it on TV. (laughs) Like I remember the first time I went to Lime Rock and I got to the the hill in the back, I was like, oh wait a minute. You're like facing the sky. I'm right like this one on TV. Like, that's crazy. You can see over the trees too. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You're like back, back here. You're like, okay. Wasn't expecting
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a, a surreal experience, though. Like, just walking up to the track and hearing the cars like blasting by so loud. It was, it was amazing. I was so excited. It was a great time. Great
0: time. Yeah. All right. Well, did you guys have anything else, let me pretty much answer my questions. Would you do it again? I think
1: the viewers want to know that I traveled across the world to see Lewis Hamilton in that race, by the way, and lap one. <laughs> lap one. <laughs> I was sitting there, and I was just like, let's go. Come on, Ed, get him, get a of. And I saw it on the screen. I was like, what the? I <laughs> <laughs> saw so his car go up and I was like, oh my God. So you saw him coming around and he's losing places and he goes to the corner and he's losing places. Like, oh my God. And then he comes down and I see him. I'm sitting in the corner. I'm like, oh my God, it is, it's smoking. It's smoking. His car's smoking. Oh my God. And I was just like looking at the screen, hoping that he was going to be good. And then I see him outside of the car and I was just gutted. And then from there, it was just like, George, you can do this. You can catch signs. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, well, like a Mercedes podium would have solidified that for me, but yeah, shit happens. That's what he's saying. It's just another reason to go back, man. <laughs> I actually, if you want to know, would not go back to spa. Wow. Okay, why? One you got to tell us why one now. And, one and done for me, that is a mixture of. Did I tell you I got sunburn? Actually, that, that nah, day. you got a Filipino.
0: A black man gets sunburned. That's almost crazy. Sunburned. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: almost sunburned. Like I started peeling, which is the equivalent. I mean, like, think. you know what I mean? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. If I was if I was white, I'd be red as a lobster. Yeah, no, but, you um, would have already been at that point. Like peeling sh- is the end. It's like a roller coaster on the track, and it's a roller coaster of weather. I'm not kidding. It's just like. The, from the hiking you'll be your feet will be tired like when i got back to my hotel first of all i had two hour drive each way and then back to my hotel i was like dead like you couldn't get me you couldn't get me out of bed um super tiring and definitely you have to stay close or not but you know what i mean like even then like staying close like it's a trek you go from raining and chilly to blazing hot when you're sitting in the sun <laughs> like it's just like every extreme. It's, it's definitely, I understand why Spot is a challenging track, because challenging you could honestly, oh, and that was a funny part too. So you could be on one part of the track and it'll be sunny and there was another part of the track that was misting or raining. Like it was, it's that far apart. So like That's crazy. I was sitting in I was sitting a road and getting rained on and then I was like, oh, let me go explore the track. <laughs> I walked down maybe to right by Speed Corner and it's not not and it's sunny out, uh, and you're getting
0: roasted.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty pretty wild. So, I would probably do if I if, if you're in the U.S. and you're thinking about going to a race either abroad or or in the states or near the states, I think your best bets are Mexico or Canada. In terms of elevation, I'm pretty sure Canada does not have a high elevation change from yeah, what I can fun. remember
0: about most sure.
1: Yeah. Most mostly flat, so you'll walking will be a little less. E- will, will be a little easier, and depending on what time of year you go, it'll maybe rain, but maybe not. The weather will be more rain, consistent. yeah, if it's gonna be sunny, it's gonna be sunny that weekend. You know what I mean? It's not gonna be like, right. oh, forecast for Belgium, sunny, <laughs> and then you get there, rain, sun, rain, like sleep. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not <laughs> you crazy. Yo, bring bring
2: a raincoat in the backpack. An umbrella might not cut it
1: yeah seriously I had one and I was like sitting there with both on trying not to get rained on but That's then true. Mexico will probably be a little drier Mexico doesn't have uh, much elevation change but yeah yep, um, yep and I would also probably do Silverstone also flat track and also legendary and you can probably get tickets for that race as well as the Canada GP and Mexico GP for prices that are like not comparable to like COTA or Miami and definitely not Las Vegas which will be coming in 2023 so those are my recommendations for tracks that I would visit if I was going to do it again um, especially for the states it's like obviously a lot easier to get to Canada and Mexico and not yeah. pay the premium the flights probably will balance out a little bit but you'll still get more value, I think, from, you know, traveling within the States and paying so much more money. Um, And then, yeah, Silverstone is just a legendary track. I'm a big Mercedes fan, as you all know. So, obviously, that's why I'm going there, (laughs) supporting Mercedes. And, yeah, I, I could probably throw in a couple other tracks, but I'll leave it at that. All
0: right. Well, there we have it, guys. Another episode for you. You know, we figured we bring that to you because uh, it, it's a real unique opportunity, getting a chance to go to spa and experience that. You know, uh, obviously, you're all hoping that Lewis would have had a better day at the office, but it happened. Yeah. It is what it is. This, you know, seemed like it was still a great weekend, part of it. the game. And uh, yeah, there we have it, Pickbox Podcast. Stay tuned for more. All the songs are down below. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. See you later. Take care.
1: Peace.